Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Dear Bear Book Club. I'm Nikki. I'm Kirsty. And I'm one and a half cocktails down, and I'm exhausted. And I'm. Are you already? <laughs> yeah, we went out. To- <laughs> <laughs> we went out to Montana's before oh, you okay. were ready to record, and. I ordered this delicious. It was like a peach tea lemonade. Is that the Big like, Mama's spiked. lemonade thing? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do like their lemonade things, though. Yeah, the lemonade thing was good. And then Evan ordered a Long Island iced tea. And then he was like, he let let me have the rest, like the other half of it. And I was like, oh, you don't like it? And he was like, yeah, it's just not for me. And now I guess we just have to get a divorce. <laughs> because Long Island iced teas are delicious. Yeah, they are pretty good. That one especially was good. I don't know what they put in it. That was so different. But like, and also they have like 17 kinds of liquor in them. So they yeah. are strong. So how how's, how's life? Uh, l- listening to anything? Reading anything? Watching anything interesting? Work is tough. So mm. that's like consuming my life right now. But that's okay. Um, oh, tell me about it. Well, it's not okay, but I did buy, I don't know if I spoke about this last week, but I bought, yeah, I totally did speak about the fact that I went and bought more books. I haven't bought more books since last week. Oh, yeah, because Lessons in Chemistry? That yeah, trip? I bought Lessons in Chemistry mm. and book, lo- book Lovers by Emily Henry, and then also All About Love by Bell Hooks. I haven't heard of that one. It, she actually passed away not too long ago. Oh. And that's how I had heard of her. I actually hadn't heard of her until she passed away, which is kind of sad. Um, but it's Oh, like wait, a... wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you might have seen this about now because it's all over the place. I haven't heard of the book, but I feel like I remember hearing about somebody with the name Belle dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a... I think it's like little mini essays. Okay. Love. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to read that at some point. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know... <sighs> The Toronto Maple Leafs got kicked out of the playoffs, so that was rough. Ugh, are we going to go into that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can talk about it yet. <laughs> no, but it was sad. It is so fucking sad. And, like, it feels so weird to be so invested in something like that because it's like you have no, there's no, you have no bearing on the outcome and there's nothing you can do to yeah. change anything about what's going to happen. Especially a sport. Like, I've never had this vested interest in a sport in my life. But it's like you're devastated. Yeah. And I don't know. I think the NHL is a conspiracy against the Leafs specifically. Yeah, a little bit. It feels because that Because it way. just feels like, it feels like we can never, and this, I mean, to be fair, I've only been following for, what, maybe a year and a half? Yeah, roughly. <laughs> this team, this one, like, we were doing so well. It just hurts so bad because it's like, it feels like we were mm-hmm. really, like, a solid team this year. And, yeah. like, it got so much better after the trades. And I have no idea what I'm talking about, but... Yeah, but even, <laughs> like, I was talking to somebody at my work about it, and they were like, you know... I really felt this one for you guys because he's like in other years, not that it was like expected that they would be kicked out, but like this year he's like, no, it's not like they gave up the ghost. Like they actually played really they well were... and they were really good. Mm-hmm. And it just was like yeah. unfortunate that it landed that way. So he's like, that's the first time that like he, he genuinely sent a message and was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, I know. <laughs> 
he he's a Canucks fan, so he didn't even get make it to the playoffs. So um, <laughs> suckers. But I guess I can't talk now because we're gone. But yeah. Anyway, my condolences to Joseph and the whole Burton family because I know. Yeah. Nobody's really spoken on how... the chat. <laughs> oh. oh no! Well, neither have us, I suppose. But I'm like, I'm not sure when the right time is to yeah to send the memes or to uh, shit on them because I'm still very sad. It takes time. The jersey came off immediately. It went on top of the garbage as Joseph recommended, mm-hmm. and then after I came up to stairs to go to bed, I took it. I took it out of the garbage. Yeah, because despite it all, I'm still gonna be cheering for them next season. Yeah. So somehow you just immediately forget the pain. <laughs> By September, it's like a forgotten memory. By September, yeah. it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Now it's gonna be CFL season, so it's gonna be Rider season. Yes. Let's go. Um, but in like book related news, I suppose. Um, today oh. I don't know if it was like leaked somehow, but when I woke up this morning, um. The actress and actor that play uh, Colin and Penelope in Bridgerton. <gasps> yeah. This next season is going to be their season. So they're deviating yeah. from the order that the books came out. But um, they kind of set it oh, up. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. They kind of set it up to kind of go that way, though. So, um, yeah, because Benedict's book should have been, like, the next one, not Colin's. So, Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of nice. But well, I feel like something maybe got leaked, and then all of a sudden they were like posting about it on Instagram. I think some one of them I think said, "Well, since the cat's out the bag," then they like posted about it. I was like, "Oh, something's happened here where they've like had to like release it." Well, I saw it on our Instagram. Actually, it was our Instagram because we follow Julia Quinn mm-hmm. on Instagram, and she posted on her Instagram that like she like posted like a little a lady whistle mm-hmm. down. Thing. and oh so maybe it wasn't like a leak then yeah so she posted like oh so i don't know she was like flowery yeah and she was all like after having followed two seasons already i'm pleased to announce that blah, blah, yeah. whatever colin colin and penelope which okay so i did finish finally finished um actually i feel like it didn't take me that long but i finished the duke and i i Loved it. I liked it better than the bo- the show, I think. Yeah. But, okay, so you were telling me about how, like, after all of the books were released, I think, you said that they came out with, like, a second epilogue? Yeah. Okay, It has major spoilers in it, though. Yes! <laughs> because, like, obviously from, like, listening to you talk, yeah. I kind of know about, like, who gets together. But, I mean, obviously there's only a few characters that you know of i guess in the first yeah book. that one's really spoilery it, actually now that i'm thinking about what yes the, the epilogue is yeah yes because like like they have like an entire like it was basically colin and Pen- penelope come to visit and they have like three kids and i'm like what the fuck you didn't know it was that? going in that direction though oh well i know th- I, kn- I knew about colin and penelope yeah. but there's other things but... like um i'm pretty sure they mention like uh lucy who's oh, like gregory's yeah wife um they mentioned her okay it doesn't say whose wife she was but, oh so yeah. i just assumed Sorry. it would have been like well i mean ha- is that really a spoiler not really i, I suppose well you it maybe would have been benedict um but because that would be the only other male that you don't know who he's with yeah yeah but anyway i was mad because it was like hella spoilers but still still good yep 
you could always um if you hear it go to the second epilogue in the audiobook cut off the audiobook and move on to the next one because they are compiled in a book that you can read as an audiobook too if you just wanted to read them all afterwards mm. so when you hear that part of the audiobook you could okay. cut it off okay yeah. That's good to know. And in the the book that they're all compiled together, that's also where you get the story of like Violet and the dad Edmund, I think is his name. Um, mm-hmm. You get his their like little story. It isn't very long, but it's cute. Yeah, there is like a lo- oh, okay. So now I have to watch the second season, but like the I haven't gotten the second one yet because I'm I'm on the wait list for it from the library. Yeah, yeah you know, like work is ass and i haven't like i've i don't know i've just been like exhausted every single day Mm -hmm. so i haven't really been doing anything still trying to keep up with my reading so like i'm like halfway maybe three quarters of the way through the no show yay i'm enjoying it but i'm just like you loved it so much and i'm like where is this going i know it's okay and it doesn't seem like it would be something you would okay we're not talking about this right now this is not the book that we're talking about right now (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, that is the next one. Okay. I was getting all confused for a second. <laughs> Read Along 8. Was it good or was I horny? Mom, don't listen to this one. Mom's pick. This one. Okay, cool. We're fine. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just had like a I momentary so panic I was like, where I was like, did we dick it up? Are we meant to be doing that this week? Yeah. Um, I, I thought we did too because... No, I thought that we were short one. Oh. Between. <laughs> just now when I was looking at it through my book, I was like, oh my god, we've jumped ahead. And this week is meant to be the no show okay we're fine alarm bells can go off everything's fine everything's fine nobody panic (laughs) always panicking (sighs) yeah but yeah we also are recording this a little bit earlier than we usually would yeah because i'm going on vacation yeah (laughs) can't wait like this vacation could not come soon enough and we're going out to nova scotia we're gonna see a bunch of friends and family Uh, I, I'm just gonna lay on the beach and read a book and They've been kayaking. super nice weather, too. Okay, that's good to know. I was wondering what I should pack. It was, like, in the 20s. <sighs> yeah, well, we've had, well, we had, like, a bit of a storm over, like, over the weekend. It, like, poured rain for, like, two days straight. But it's been pretty warm here, too. Like, it hasn't been too bad. We're in that, like, miserable spell of just rain all the time see how like in the spring and in the fall and then in like january you have that like month of rain. you know honestly like i always said like everybody was all when i was living in vancouver they were always like oh you must hate the rain like it must suck and i'm like no i like the rain like and i do like the rain but i have noticed Mm -hmm. because it's sunny here even when it gets like fucking cold as balls it's at least sunny you can see the sun more days than not and i'm surprised by how much it it, like affects my mood (laughs) like i feel a lot better yeah it's it's weird and let's see saturday's gonna be 19 yes okay so actually over like the next week it's not going above 20 but it's in like the like 15 is the lowest Mm. during the Mm. day so pretty decent Um, and it's still like a week away so could change seven times before we get there yeah, and it looks like there's only, like, two days of rain. So Honestly, I'm fine with it if it rains, because I'm planning on doing the most amount of relaxing possible. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just so tired. I really need a break. Reading lots of books, mm. chilling. Yes. Kayaking. Mm. Fires, probably. Your in-laws have kayaks there? They have 
couple kayaks, I think, nice. and a canoe and some paddle boards, which I feel like, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, I want to do paddle boarding so I bad. feel like I'm so excited for when we're there for when you go visit them because mm. my parents also have kayaks. Mm. So we that'll could, be like, fun. My parents have done, especially like the summer of 2020, they did a lot of staycations around Nova yeah. Scotia. So there's like one particular place that I would love to go to um, where they did like a lobster boil on the oh. beach. Um, and they had like a chef there showing them how to do it. They had like all the potatoes and everything mm. in with the lobster. It was like this great meal. And if the fog hadn't rolled in, you get to eat on the beach too. But then the fog came in, so they like were taken inside to the restaurant. But then they got to eat the meal that they'd cooked on yeah. the beach. Oh, but then fun. this last year, they went like kayaking around that area. And I don't know. It just seems like something that I really want to do. I might um, be nervous to kayak. So we could like take... Sorry my parents kayak and stuff oh yeah especially because certain kayaks aren't built for the that's sea. what i was gonna say that's i'm what you're yeah. worried about sea kayak is something different but then if you stay relatively close into the yeah. land it's not too yeah. bad it's when you go into open water that you really need like the rudder mm. on them but there's so many lakes yeah. that we yeah. just go in well and like evans or go to like kids yeah and, evans parents is yeah. like right on a lake so Mm-hmm. Oh, can't oh, I'm so excited to like visit when you guys are there. Yeah, and I feel like okay. So back to the paddleboarding thing. I feel like I would be like I would paddleboard, but not like it had like it has to be somewhere tropical because I wouldn't want to. Like the only reason yeah. I don't want to paddleboard now is because I feel like the water's still probably pretty cold, and I wouldn't oh, yeah. want to fall in. Right. This time of year would not yeah. be good. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think my parents have already. Oh yeah, they definitely. I was gonna say I think they've gone out kayaking. My mom told me. They um, paddled around McNabb's Island in like Halifax Harbor mm. on the mm-hmm. weekend. And my dad was like, oh yeah, it's like eight kilometers. It's like not that bad. It was 15. <laughs> and my mom was like, what? Um, so it was double what my, nearly double what my dad thought. Um, yeah, so, so they they were, <laughs> when I messaged, I was like, what are you doing today? Like on Sunday. And she was like, not much today compared to yesterday. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, I imagine no it's kidding. hard work, and I've like I've only kayaked like my parents camp, so like they usually take like two or three weeks out of the year to go camping, and they'll bring mm-hmm. the kayaks with them, and like they usually try to find lakes that like are good for kayaking, but I've only kayaked on like the slough in mm-hmm. uh like at the farm, which oh, okay. I don't know. Do you know what a slough is? It's where the water runoff comes from, like far yeah, fields, basically right? like a pond. Yeah. I, sometimes I feel like if I say slew, people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like semi-rural, so like... <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, so it's like no current, like nothing. That's the only thing I've ever kayaked yeah. on. I've never even kayaked on a lake, so... The first time I ever kayaked was sea kayaking. Oof. And I put myself out there so hard at the beginning of the day that I actually had to be towed back to shore. Because <laughs> you're so tired? Because I just... I couldn't, I couldn't move. Oh, God. I was like paddling but like the kayak was moving probably backwards compared to forward like <laughs> it was it was not a good time and this poor guy who was like because we were a bigger group going it was like our family and another family and then like a couple um so they were a fairly big group so they had like the guide and then he had a backup and this poor backup guy um <laughs> had to tow me and like i was just like a dead weight <laughs> Um, and this guy was like red in the face and puffing like he was sucking air <laughs> um and my mom and dad were like cursed can you like try and i was like i was like jelly like i couldn't oh get the arms to go yeah hmm. i've been in a few instances where i've like exhausted myself like that where like i like cannot move and i'm like jelly and i've had to like 
other people have had to like rescue me it's embarrassing <laughs> but that's one of the ones my mom does have a, an incredible picture though of us because we see her kayaking they also if you're going to like the proper place they want you to wear one of those like skirt things mm. so it like goes around the edge of the kayak so you're all like sealed in mm-hmm. and my mom has a hilarious picture of me and my brother where we both are like geared up with our like life jackets on and like the skirt and I look my face is just thunder I I (laughs) look ridiculous but I also look like I would rather be doing anything else how old were Um, you I want to say 18 Mm. maybe 19 Mm. I know I think I was 18 it like because then I had a picture that I was sea kayaking and that was when like when I went to university and then was adding like new people on um Facebook and stuff I was like, oh, the one with the kayak. Um, <laughs> that's me. Nice. Oh, boy. What a time. Yep. All right. Uh, right. Are you ready? So you're first this week. I'm first. Um, Shall we say what our little theme we decided on for this week? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> this is where feminism has came to die. Yeah. Well, you know what? I feel like it's going to work out for us in the long run because maybe it'll get our husbands to shut up for five minutes. Yeah. So our th- they wanted creative input. <laughs> oh my god, we're never giving them that. Like no, we were we were struggling for a title for the last episode, so we were like, oh, pick between these things. Oh, it was and- like we had just handed over all of the reins to the podcast, yeah. and we were like, what? No, we just like couldn't decide, but- and just thought it would be nice to offer it. I don't know. Ugh. Like I feel like it happens a lot in the chat. They will like try to give their opinions and stuff. But I don't know about Joseph, but Evan is constantly trying to give his opinion. Okay, so for I'll just say what the theme is. Our theme this week is the first book your significant other gave you as a gift. Yes. So that's what we mean by trying to appease our husbands by letting them have a tiny, Their a tiny little nugget. So this one's all about you boys. Don't expect it often. <laughs> if ever again. Yeah. But um yeah i i it was really funny that- oh i th- <laughs> i say that even though i know that one of our like upcoming picks was because joseph was like you literally you guys have to read this book um <laughs> well that's fine you know what if if you want to re- recommend it, it, it a reasonable so book yeah if it's a reasonable yeah. book i'll read it but evan not Ned doesn't carl marx all the time that yeah joseph you really got to cut that shit out but um <laughs> Yeah, Evan all only recommends like freaking 40k books and I'm like it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, the other day, the, I think this was before we decided on this theme. I can't remember. But the other day he was like spewing some shit about something that we should do, trying to give his opinion, you know, only as a man can do. Yes. When it's not asked of or required, he was just trying to tell us how to run our podcast. And I just turned to him and I was like, contrary to your belief, this podcast is not about you. (laughs) (laughs) And he just started laughing. He was like, okay, you know what? I get get your point. But I also think I should start writing down some of the shit he says because it's actually pretty funny. Because like he, I'm I'm ragging on him a lot, but you know what? He is very supportive. And he, like, is probably our biggest fan. He, like, waits for our release dates every day. And he listens to us at work. And he loves it. Instantly, he's the first one that is always, like, commenting, like, this was hilarious. Yeah, he's always. Like, hours after I'm awake yeah. on the day we release. And I'm like, 
Evan, how have you ever listened already? Yeah, and like he's all every episode he's like, That was your best episode ever. That was your best episode ever. So thanks for supporting us and I love you very much. But you also say some shit. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, I gotta start writing down some of the stuff that he says because the other day I was taught we were talking about our romance uh episode. Yeah. And I was just kind of musing. I was like, you know, men should be happy when their women, I shouldn't say their women, but like their partners read read romances because you're going to get laid from it. Like you should be happy. And he's like, there's a higher percentage. Yeah, there's a higher chance. And he's like, what are you talking about? I am so happy when you when you read romance novels because, you know, but he's like. After you read about all these hunky, sexy men, I'm the next best thing. So it's great for me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, that's funny. I gotta, I gotta tell that story on the podcast. But yeah, I gotta start writing some of the shit down because it's really funny. And we can have oh. like an Evan portion of sh- funny shit he says. But this one's for you, boys. You're having your contribution in a small way, even though it's technically not creative contribution, which I think that's what's working for us right now. Mm-hmm. But they were the ones to purchase these books for us as gifts. Yes. So they're having their small contribution to the to the podcast. Okay, so without further ado, my book for the theme of first book I was given a, as a gift by Evan is called Yes Please by Amy Poehler. So this is a little bit different for us too because it, we I don't think we've had a direct like biographical. No. I think this is the first one. We've had Nonfiction because we did true crime, but this is the first like memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, it was published in 2014 by HarperCollins. Um, yeah, it was. It's weird for me to review it because it's like her personal stories. Yeah. Like, anyway, I'll get into it. But let me read. Let me read the summary first. She has kind of a fun like. So there's two, not two, but like I'll I'll just read it. I'll just shut up and read. <laughs> okay. In a perfect world, we'd get to hang out with Amy Poehler, watching dumb movies, listening to music, and swapping tales about our co-workers and difficult childhoods. Because in a perfect world, we'd all be friends with Amy, someone who seems so fun, is full of interesting stories, tells great jokes, and offers plenty of advice and wisdom. The useful kind, not the annoying kind you didn't ask for anyway. Unfortunately, between her Golden Globe winning role on Parks and Recreation, work as a producer and director, Plays as one of the most beloved SNL alumni and co-founder of the Upright Citizens Brigade. Involvement with the website Smart Girls at the Party. Frequent turns as acting double for Meryl Streep and her other gig as the mom of two young sons. She's not available for movie night. Luckily, we have the next best thing. Yes, please. Amy's hilarious and candid book. A collection of stories, thoughts, ideas, lists, and haiku from the mind of one of our most beloved entertainers. Yes, Please offers Amy's thoughts on everything from her too safe childhood outside of Boston to her early days in New York City. Her ideas about Hollywood and the biz, the demon that looks back at all of us in the mirror, and her joy at being told she has a face for wigs. Yes, Please is, a ch- is chock full of words and wisdom to live by. And Lovely. Yeah. And the back is just kind of a cute, funny thing. She's like, by purchasing Yes, Please by Amy Poehler, you commit to, to the following. As reader of Yes, Please, I hereby swear to purchase book and read it. Book may be read on subway, airplane, or elliptical machine. Book shall not be read while driving, giving birth, or walking near mall water fountains. 
all parties agree to discuss book with family and friends, which I'm I'm doing that right now. Yeah. And purchase multiple copies if so inclined. Editors would like to take this moment to point out that books are great gifts, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. around this truly magical holiday season. Also, don't forget summer or any months ending in Y-H-L-E-T or R. Book may also be used as a coaster for morning coffee or easy way to prop up a bedside alarm clock. Please approach Yes Please with an open mind and low expectation of gossip. Lines from book may be quoted in casual conversation after permission is received from the author in writing four to six months after said request is processed. The author would like to thank you from the bottom of her heart for buying this book so she can continue to buy fancy washcloths. The publisher would like to thank you. Yes, please. Have courage. Take risks. Go now. Why not? Who cares? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Okay. So I got this book as a gift. I specifically asked for this gift. I I got it for Christmas. I'm pretty sure it was our first Christmas. No, I'm pretty sure it was our second Christmas when we were living in Nova Scotia. I'm pretty sure it was the second. I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure. And you know what? To be honest, this might not be the first book he ever bought me, but it's the first one I remember. So that's why I picked it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the first one because after this, that's when he realized that all I want is books for gifts. Like, I just love getting books uh-huh. as gifts so much. And I don't even care if I have to tell him specifically which books I want. So it's not really a surprise. I just love getting books as gifts. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And I loved it so much. Like, I was so thankful to him for getting it for me <laughs> that like it just it reminds me of him now every time I look at it or think about it because I was just like I loved it so much and I was so like glad that he got it for me like I said it is a bit weird to be reviewing someone's personal life stories we like you like you said we we haven't really done a memoir mm-hmm. yet so it's a bit weird but this is one of the better ones I've ever read memoir mm-hmm. but like I don't, I don't tend to read a lot of memoirs. There's not a lot of people that I, like, am desperate, like, to read their memoir. But hers specifically, and, like, a lot of the, like, comedians that I've read. So I've read, like, Ali Wong's book. I've read, like, Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. Like, all of the ones that were, like, kind of big there for a while. Like, there was a lot of comedians writing books for a while. Yeah, and I find that, like, that's a thing, like... In the UK for a while too, there was a lot of comedians that wrote a lot of like memoir type books. And I think it's because they, a lot of comedians self-deprecate a lot. Mm. So like, it's very easy to put that into writing and um, kind of branch into that. But that that's where like so Graham Norton, who is like a comedian and talk show host, he then has then went into novels. And I feel it's like kind of like a nice branch. And I would read a novel if she wrote it. This is, yeah. it's such a like... Sh- it's so funny and she's so funny, but mm-hmm. she's also so like introspective and yeah. emotional. Like I remember crying in my bathtub in Lawrencetown, Nova Scotia because of this book. And I don't cry very often to books. You know this. Yeah. And I can't remember which part it was because this time, this time around, I only listened to the audiobook, which is amazing in its own right, but I'll get to that. Um, there's a part in it where she talks about a skit that she did on SNL that she didn't write. She just was in it. And it was insensitive to a disabled person. 
and she didn't mm-hmm. know that it was like based off of a real person and a real story. Oh, yeah so after and like to be fair she didn't write it but you know she even says at at some point in the chapter she's like it's my responsibility to know what i'm putting out in the world basically yeah so she ends up getting a letter from like she she didn't feel great about the skit when it happened but she ended up getting a letter from someone who knew the person it was based off of and they were saying like Mm -hmm. how could you basically they were upset and she said she went like years and years without apologizing because she mm-hmm. she's the kind of person who like she just like immediately got defensive and was like oh well I didn't know and I didn't write it and it wasn't my fault and so she just yeah. starts you know I, I think it's a very human thing to do is where you start 100%. to 100% yeah. you're, you're defending yourself and you like don't want you don't want to think that you're wrong so you just immediately make it up in your head that you're you're in the right yeah but then it goes through like so she's like it's a few years out from the skit and she like ends up connecting with someone who knows these people and she was like you know I felt really bad about what happened and I feel bad even worse that I never apologized so she ended Mm -hmm. up reaching out in the end and apologizing and they were so graceful and she just like talks about how it's really important to know when to apologize and that's certainly something that I can work on So I wonder if it was that, like, that made me, there's a few things that, like, are really emotional in the book. So I, but I think it was that because it's hard. It's really hard for me to apologize. And that's something that I'm just Italian. (laughs) So I always think I'm in the right. But that's something that I've been trying to work really hard on the last few years is, like, saying when I'm wrong and apologizing and meaning it and not just doing the the thing where you apologize and say, I'm sorry if I, if you felt like I hurt your feelings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I like, that's, I just feel like I can really relate to her. And I, I feel like I just relate to everyone. And I don't know if that's like me being a basic bitch or something like that, but I think it's empathetic. Like you're okay. a very <laughs> empathic person. Okay, great. That, that makes me feel a bit better yeah but yeah like i no i can definitely understand like having like just even hearing somebody else be like you know like it takes me a while to like admit that i maybe i'm in the wrong and like i don't know there's something about like we put like people who are like celebrities or famous for whatever they like whatever their craft is and we put them on this pedestal of like they can like do no wrong essentially even though all the time we see in media that they do do wrong Mm -hmm. but like there's something that's very humanizing when they turn around and say no like i am actually like really sorry about that and like something kind of heartfelt and Mm -hmm. realizing that yeah they are just a human on the other end but then it makes you kind of like realize like well yeah but i'm also a human i can then like learn from my mistakes i can apologize for them um yeah it's a very good quality to have but it's something i also need to strive towards um yeah well even I mean, right now yeah even even like admitting that you made a mistake is hard for me because i don't know i guess i just never yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But like, yeah, like admitting that you've made a mistake is really hard because I feel like a lot of us hold ourselves to such a high standards that we would never hold up anybody else to. So like admitting you make a mistake and that you you can make mistakes and that you're a flawed human being is like also a really important thing too. 
so yeah i just like like i said i just really relate to her and i just love love her writing so much it's so funny like she like puts jokes exactly where you need them and then she's heartfelt exactly where you need it i honestly wish like I wish that I had the time to just read the entire book to you. Like if I could just read the entire book on the podcast, like that <laughs> would be my dream. This might be my favorite book that I've ever, like, I think it might be my favorite book ever. It would be interesting for you to read like a memoir that's very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, not that like, I could like, I presume there's serious moments within her life, but like it is coming from a comedian. Um, yeah. yeah. I totally have a book. I'm going to recommend you though. <sighs> okay. <laughs> It's very tough, but it's, I think it would be interesting for you to like juxtapose the two of them where they are like very different um, okay. styles of memoir type books. Okay, I'll do it for I you. I think it would maybe be interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, because like I said. I'm going to let you know, I cry. Like, um, I can tell you the name, so it would be um, Know My Name by Chanel Miller. Oh, yeah. You've talked about that one before. Yeah. Yeah. That is an incredible book. And yeah i cried a lot during it it was very emotional um yeah because like i said i don't really read a lot of memoirs and if i do it's usually Mm -hmm. some like someone funny like i i find i i tried to read like because in school at one point they assigned us like a a memoir of someone and i tried to read a memoir of this like really famous ballerina because i was really into dance when i was a kid and Mm -hmm. i was like this is so boring oh my god yeah. That I ended up doing like a book about that I read about like a guy and a dog. It was yeah, the ballerina one was boring, but I really wanted to like it because like I love dance and I like mm-hmm. thought about being a dancer when I was younger. Yeah. I went through a stint of like that's all I was reading for a while. There's also mm-hmm. another book um educated by Tara West Ugh. Westover. Yes. Westover. I've I've had that recommended uh, to me a few times. Yeah. That one I read insanely quickly like um when joseph's parents came to visit us a couple years ago um christ that was like four years ago they came actually like this time four years ago i got like things in my memories the other day and mm. and i read it in like three days because mm. um, we had a lot of like time like we did some hikes and stuff like that but then there was a lot of like downtime where i could just read yeah it was so nice mm. but yeah a very very different book um, and also, there's another one, um, Tuesdays with Maury. Okay, but I've heard that, that one is, one, like, too much. That one is a lot, okay? I finished that book on a plane, and that was a big mistake. Um, <laughs> it's so I short, too. Sobbing. Yeah, it's short, and I was sobbing. Like, I wasn't, like, where, like, you're, like, heaving your breath, but I was just, like, silently <laughs> sobbing on the plane. And Joseph's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Don't look at me. Like I'm okay. Don't draw. To, don't draw attention. I just need to just let this river flow down my face because, <laughs> and it was one of those instances where your like chest is wet. Like I oh. was just like drenched. Yeah, but it was so good, and it's such a special book. Yeah, those are like my top three. I think, um, like memoiry type. Okay. Books, but they're all like quite serious. Yeah, so very different from like comedians. And I did try and read, um comedian's biography a few years ago uh Dara O'Brien who is an Irish uh comedian he's in a lot of like British um comedic panel shows and stuff but I think I was just too young Mm. to be reading it I'm pretty sure I was like 17 when I tried to read it and I Mm. think I was just too young to really understand the jaded view of the world and yeah well and like 
I, I hesitate to even like it's not a biography. I don't even know if you could call it a memoir. I think that's what it's basically called because it's like true story. There is stories in there about mm-hmm. her life, but like she also just has insights on like a bunch of different stuff. It's just a bunch of like yeah. it's just essays basically. And like I said, she does tell stories about her life, but it's also like her thoughts about stuff. So yeah. Yeah. It's just I really I recommend it. I love this book so much. So this time, so I did read, obviously I read it when it first came out and when Evan got it for me. So this time I just listened to it as an audiobook. It's a super quick listen. I think it was, I honestly don't know how long it was as an audiobook, but it was pretty short. And it was just like, I was just walking around at work, just laughing out loud because it was so funny. And like the book has pictures and stuff in it, like her personal photos. So obviously Mm -hmm. in the audiobook, you can't have that. So she had like some extra things like she had like Catherine Turner read some parts she had Patrick Stewart read some parts um she had like some of her parent like her parents read some of the parts because like she asks her parents about her birth story and there's but like so- some stuff in there like some advice that her parents have given her that they end up reading and then she had like Seth Meyers write a chapter so he read his chapter which i so while she was writing this book, she was like going through the divorce with Will Arnett. And uh. the way that they talk, like the way that they talk about each other, like Seth Meyers and Amy Poehler talk about each other. I don't know why they're not married. Like I want them to be <laughs> together so badly. And I don't know. They're like, maybe if they've ever thought about it, I don't even know if maybe he's married. He might be married to somebody yeah, he else. Is. Uh, he is. It's, a shame because i feel like they're perfect for each other but maybe they're perfect for each other in a friend way i don't know their life that's like um (laughs) emma thompson and hugh grant they've known each other for so long but they're like siblings yeah Mm, yeah well it's just in my dream world i don't know why i didn't know she was married to will arnett i don't really um and you might take offense to this and we may not have a friendship after this um oh god amy poehler is not like my favorite comedian in the world oh my god are we in our first fight potentially <laughs> i can understand her humor but it's just not for, for, it's not my jam okay um, that's fair really. that's fair yeah um did you ever watch the the movie moxie no oh fuck it's just so good she's she's barely in it like, is she in wine country yes oh my god okay I see fucking love that movie so much I haven't finished that movie. Oh. I only got so far in and it was just like, mm. That one's definitely not like her best one, but I, I love that movie. I actually watched that movie, so Wine Country, and then I watched Moxie. Like, mm, probably would have been like around a year ago now. And, oh my God, because it was around when Moxie came out. Moxie is just so good. It's such a girl power movie. I was like so fired up. Oops, I threw my pen. I was so fired up. After I watched that, and also I had an interview that day that I thought I killed, didn't end up getting that job, and then I cried for like a week straight. <laughs> anyway. Oh no. But I was like so fired up after that movie. It was so good. She's minimally in it. So I, if you don't like her or you feel like she's not your jam, I would mm-hmm. still give that movie a try because it's about like a group of teenage girls noticing sexism at their school and like it's being enforced by the like administration and they fight against it and they make like a magazine and then they have a bunch of protests it's just so good and it's based off a book i think it's based off like a young adult novel maybe yeah i think so (sighs) amazing moxie Mm -hmm. i think that's what it's called 
And honestly, I don't think she's in that much stuff lately. Like, she's been doing more, like, producing. Roxy, like, just came out. Yeah, last year. Yeah. Right? 2021? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so good. Highly recommend. Yeah, it's based on a novel. But it's, like, a young adult novel, right? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> there's no, there's no, li- sorry, there's no links for me to click on from uh, Wikipedia, so oh. <laughs> Ooh, that's okay. where my knowledge stops. All right. Yeah. So I just feel... And like the first time I read oh. it, oh, but sorry. she directed it. Yeah, she's in it, and yeah, and oh, I didn't know she directed it. I thought that she was just yeah. like a producer. Yeah, oh, so good. Anyway, I just like so the first time I read it, I remember feeling really good about myself. Mm-hmm. Like it made me feel better than most self help books, honestly. Like any of the self help mm. books that I've read, and it's not even that she was like giving advice. Really, well, she she does a bit, but. Just, like, her story and, like, how she has come to view life just helped me become more confident and, like, know that I'm going to be okay in the end. Even though sometimes life gets shitty, like, things will be okay eventually. And Mm -hmm. it's nice. Yeah. It's nice when I... It was nice when I first read it and I felt the same way after listening to it again. Mm -hmm. I'm really sad that you don't like her because... I was literally sorry. I was literally gonna be like, Kersey, I, want- I don't think it's that that I don't like her. I think that like her and Tina Fey are really funny together. Like I've enjoyed some of like their stuff. I just I it would never be a book that I would like pick up off the shelf yeah. and be like, Oh, I wanna read this. Well, I literally yeah. wrote down that I was like, I want you to read it. <laughs> I want you to read it, but I also want... Yeah, no, I will read it. I want everyone, to, like, every woman to read it because... Okay. Just, like, the way that it made me feel was just... I just want everybody to be able to feel like that. And maybe... The second one's a higher goal. We may not achieve that one, but we can certainly achieve the first goal. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I just... And I don't know, maybe maybe I'm reading too much into it, or maybe it's just speaking to me specifically, and it won't speak to everybody else the same way. But, so... Write in if you felt the same way, or maybe write in if you did feel the same way. I'd love to hear it either way. But yeah, I just, I love the way that it makes me feel because it makes me laugh and it's also really heartfelt. Yay. Okay, so I'm gonna read a few quotes and hopefully it doesn't take too long. Hopefully I pick some like relatively short or at least interesting ones. This one, I like this one a lot because it has a good... Uh, feminist and like uh, motto in it <laughs> and it starts I have the Angelina Jolie of vaginas <laughs> and there is your poll quote editors I have the Angelina Jolie of vaginas but even with my glamorous glamorous vagina I worried about delivery I have many so this is she's talking about um, being pregnant for the first time and yeah okay okay <laughs> I guess I probably should have said that first <laughs> I worried about that's deli- an interesting way to open a <laughs> open a book. Um. This is not the start. Also, it's a few it's a few pages in. I worried about delivery. I have many friends who have had natural childbirth. I applaud them. I have friends who have used doulas and birthing balls and pushed out babies in tubs and taxi cabs. I have a friend who had two babies at home in bed. Her name is Maya Rudolph. She is a goddamn baby champion, and she pushed her cuties out Little House on the Prairie style, which like sounds like a night <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. No thanks. Good for her, not for me. Yeah. That is the motto women should constantly repeat over and over and over again. Good for her, not for me. I knew early on that my big-headed babies were going to be tricky to get out of my five-foot-two-inch frame. 
I knew that I was worried about pain and wanted to have the right measures in place. I knew I was the kind of person who could barely go to the movies without being stoned, let alone a delivery room. I remember a very important day when I told my dentist I wanted nitrous oxide at the ready every time they came for an appointment, no matter what the procedure, no questions asked. This is what adults do. They demand or deny drugs on their own terms. I just like that good for her, not for me thing, because it's just, it's so mm-hmm. hard not to compare yourself to other women. And yeah. not that I have kids, but that's the one thing that I, not the one thing, I'm I'm afraid of a lot of things when it comes to yeah. children, motherhood, and childbirth. But like motherhood is especially bad for comparison because everybody has their own way of doing things and mm-hmm. everybody thinks their way is the best way. Yeah. And I just, I don't know how I would be able to deal with all of that because even like I have a friggin' dog and I am Googling shit every 10 minutes because I'm like, what should I do? What's best for him? Like what, like, how can I keep him entertained? How do I keep him healthy? You know, it's like, and every, like same thing with dogs. Like everybody has their own opinion and everybody has their own way of doing things. And it's hard to push that out and know like what's right for you. And I mean, not even, not even thinking about motherhood, like, it's it's with anything life in general really yeah yeah like she had kids at 20 i don't want to have kids until i'm 30 good for her not for me so i feel like that can be applied to many different situations in life yep i just wrote it down because i think that's a great quote okay great see maybe i'm i'm bringing you around to eventually (sighs) okay this is this the other one that i that might have made me cry because it is very upsetting it's not upsetting it's just I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. So this is actually the start of a chapter. I hate how I look. That is the mantra we repeat over and over again. Sometimes we whisper it quietly and other times we shout it out loud in front of a mirror. I hate how I look. I hate how my face looks, my body looks. I am too fat or too skinny or too tall or too wide or my legs are too stupid and my face is too smiley or my teeth are dumb and my nose is serious and my stomach is being so lame. Then we think, I am so ungrateful. I have arms and legs and I can walk and I have strong nail beds and I am alive. And I am so selfish and I have to read Man's Search for Meaning again and call my parents and volunteer more and reduce my carbon footprint. And why am I such a self-obsessed, ugly asshole? No wonder I hate how I look. I hate how I am. There have been 40 million books and billions of words written on this subject, so I will assume we are all cut up. That voice that talks badly to you is a demon voice. This very patient and determined demon shows up in your bedroom one day and refuses to leave. You are six or 12 or 15 and you look in the mirror and you hear a voice so awful and mean that it takes your breath away. It tells you that you are fat and ugly and you don't deserve love. And the scary part is the demon is your own voice. But it doesn't sound like you. It sounds like a strangled and seductive version of you. Think Darth Vader or an angry Lauren Bacall. The good news is there are ways to make it stop talking. The bad news is it never goes away. If you're lucky, you can live a life where the demon is generally forgotten, relegated to a back shelf in a closet next to your old field hockey equipment. You may even have days or years when you think the demon is gone, but it is not. It is sitting very quietly waiting for you. This motherfucker is patient. It takes, it says, take your time. It says, go fall in love and exercise and surround yourself with people who make you feel beautiful. It says, don't worry. I'll wait. (sighs) 
Well, that hits. Yes, right? <laughs> Too close to home. And oh God, and I just feel There's like... not a person alive who has never felt those feelings. Yes. And, like, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about your body. Because I feel like I might get people hating on me for this. But, like, I've been relatively skinny my whole life. And that's awesome. And I'm really grateful for that. And I've... But I've still felt unconfident in my body sometimes i'm too skinny or my face is too chubby for my body sometimes i feel like or i hate my hair because it's curly and not straight it's just like constantly there's that little tiny voice in your head and she's right like sometimes it goes away and sometimes you are so happy and then it feels like sometimes after a while and you're like why i'm too happy you know you ever get that feeling And then it comes back and it's just like, it comes back with a vengeance. And for me, it's usually, it's usually like how she was saying, it's, I need to reduce my carbon footprint. I need to do this. I need to do that. I hate, no wonder I hate how I look because I hate how I am. And that's more what it is for me is that like, sometimes I'm like, am I a bad person? I get that feeling all the time. I'm like, you know, I, I try my best. We could have a conversation about something. And then immediately after the call, I'd be like, Joseph, was I weird <laughs> during that call? Do they do they hate me now? And he's like, what are you even talking about? And I'll, like, pick up on one thing that I said that was maybe slightly unusual. But, like, you guys, like... But know. we love you! We're, like, we're your friends! Yeah. Like, there's nothing you could say that would be too weird for me. I, I don't and, think. I don't know. Maybe you could. But I'm yeah. not I'm not easily shocked, so... All the time, like, those, like, little, little things like that. Even what was it on saturday we were going over to help our friend jordan move his apartment and i like dressed in workout clothes because i was like i'm gonna end up sweating because you're moving i remember making a mistake too when you guys were moving and i wore like a long sleeve shirt Mm. it didn't help that your apartment was like it's a hot sauna so It was a bit ridiculous, and I don't know why I wore a long sleeve shirt, but I remember that whole day, I was just like, I'm so uncomfortable and sweating so much. But I was like, I'm not gonna, well, I'm gonna sweat, so I'm gonna dress in, like, workout pants and stuff. And I put on these pants, and, like, right now I've got a bit more of a poochy tummy, and you know what? Some days I, like, sit in front of the mirror, and I'm like, wow, I look healthy. Because growing up, I was, like, Skeletor, (laughs) and, like... I would just like wear whatever I wanted because I like always fit into clothes and it wasn't until within the last like few years where I've struggled fitting into things I've actually had to like get rid of clothes because I don't fit into them anymore but I think that in some ways as much as like yeah I have a bit of a tummy right now um, and I could probably work out more but at the same time I do think in some ways my face like my face is a little fuller like I feel full and those things shouldn't be like it shouldn't make you sad shouldn't make me sad but it does and there's some days where I can look in the mirror and I'm like wow look at me I got some thighs on me today and that's pretty awesome or the fact that like my calves are like real solid calves and like there are people who work out in the gym day after day who would love calves like Mm -hmm. mine um yet some days I'm like oh my god look at them Mm -hmm. they're huge so so fucking annoying it's like the human condition it's so annoying at the same time i know that i'm being like Mm -hmm. not okay and 
I'm like, why am I talking to myself like this? Like, this is horrible. And then if I even hear Joseph say exactly the same things to himself, yeah, I come down on him and I'm like, no, like, don't say that. Like, jiggle your bum for me. <laughs> like, don't you dare say that. I love your tummy. Like, what are that? Like, all of those things. I hate it. So I'm like, why am I not saying those same things to myself? Yeah. Why am I hating on myself when Joseph would never do that to me? Yeah. And I would never let him do that to himself. So, and he doesn't like let me do that either. He's like, no, mm-hmm. stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't stop the, the little voice. internal self hate and the demon yeah. talking to you. Yeah. And it's so difficult. On a completely side note, like, I'm going to cut this out. But um, I'm sorry earlier when I did say I was like, you look like, like a little twig oh, no. and then you'll work at a desk no, and then you're going to get chubby. It's fine. Because um, I didn't realize, like, not that I didn't realize, but I remember a couple years ago, one of my friends in Scotland being like, somebody turned around to me and was like, oh, you need to eat a hearty meal. And she was like, can people stop telling me yeah. that? And I had like never thought. You know what? On, don't. Like, don't that. cut this out because this is important. As as someone who has been pretty skinny my entire life, I've gotten that too. Like, eat a burger. Yeah, and and I had kind of forgotten that because I used to have that until I was like maybe early 20s. Mm-hmm. I was very petite or like petite in like frame. I've always had like very broad shoulders, but like you could always see like my hip bones mm-hmm, protruding. Mm-hmm. And like as a child, if I like sat on like my dad's lap or whatever to like watch him bony butt like jesus Kirsty, did you sharpen your butt bones <laughs> yeah. like um like i've always been like literally like a skeleton and to then flip from that and then put on weight and like i then i like became like oh well look at her she's so skinny like i went through a phase of that and then being like oh jesus christ that girl needs to eat a meal mm. and how horrible is that? And it wasn't until somebody, like a friend, pointed it out that she was like, you know, like I maybe do need to eat a meal, but maybe eating a meal is hard for me. Mm-hmm. So maybe you need to not mention that. And yeah. I was like, oh my god, I never even thought of like the other side of it, where sometimes people genuinely have a problem with mm-hmm. eating, and it made me really reassess how I view different people's bodies and I like to think I remember like growing up and seeing like people wearing like leggings and stuff like that and I think it was just like through like media consumption it was like maybe that person shouldn't wear that Mm. and now I'm like get it girl (laughs) yeah you rock it like and then the other day I saw somebody um because I've been doing lots of roller skating I saw a video of somebody who was like wearing a mini skirt and then like a sports bra kind of top and I was I legitimately, and this makes me sad, this was days ago, me and Joseph were watching reels on Instagram, and that was one of the reels that came up, and I was like, I wish I had the confidence to wear that. Yeah. And that makes me really sad, because she looked awesome, and she was, like, killing it on the skates, and I was like, that's what I want to look like on the skates and stuff like that, but I was like, I could never wear that. Mm. Why? Because I have a pasty white stomach (laughs) that I don't want people to see, like, because people see like a slight bit of a tummy or that I have like kind of like chubbier bits in my back like who gives a damn fuck and if people have something to say like yeah okay also I feel like I'm gonna like this book yeah okay yeah so um 
I, I read a really interesting thing on the internet a few years ago, and it's something that's really helped me because, and it, it's pertinent to this, because like, I feel like so often we're conditioned to look at somebody who's wearing something that we would be unafraid, like we would be afraid to wear, or like we're, we're yeah. conditioned that certain body types can't wear certain things. And yeah. so sometimes we'll look at a photo or we'll look at somebody on the street and we'll say, she shouldn't be wearing that, or he shouldn't be wearing that or whatever. Or I wish I could wear that. That. But I read a thing where somebody was like, that is your what you're conditioned to think. And that's what the media has conditioned you to think. Your second thought is what you actually think. So when you're saying, oh, that woman shouldn't be wearing that. And then you say, no, I, that's, that, I'm being silly. She, she can wear whatever she wants. Go, girl. You do you. That's yeah. your real thought. Your first thought is yeah. what the media is conditioning you to think. That's very interesting. I really like that. It's really helped me. Um, obviously mm-hmm. I haven't stopped because I still, but I, I feel like I'm quicker to the jump of being like, that woman shouldn't be wearing that. And then I'm like, yes, she should be wearing that. You go girl, you wear whatever you want. You be confident. It is also harder because you worked within the fashion industry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like within retail. So it is harder when that is like literally shoveled down your throat yeah. literally every day that you're at yeah. work. Not just like the media that you can see, yeah. but like yeah. through your actual job. For sure. Um, and that's another thing too, like actual going to stores and trying on things. That's been a whole different perspective. Yep. I remember very distinctly um, the first time I went into a change room and I had to ask my mom for a bigger size. Mm. It was devastating. Mm-hmm. And even looking for like wedding dresses and stuff, I picked something that like wasn't super duper skinny tight. And now looking, I'm like, it is not the dress that I ever thought I would wear. And it is the dress for me. Mm. But if you'd asked me when I was like 18, 19, is that the style of dress you would wear? I'd be like, hell no. Yeah. Because it just wouldn't. And like, I don't know. I mean, it's digging into way too many things. But <laughs> when I was in the, um, like going to see a counselor last year, we were talking about like our younger selves and stuff like that. And I remember saying like, I have this very distinct memory of like I was going to a party when I would have been like 16 and I was wearing a mini skirt and I had seen like somebody who was in like the radio media industry in the UK wearing this outfit in a magazine that I bought and it was like a mini skirt with converses and like knee high like just over like the knee black socks Mm -hmm. And I thought it looked cool as fuck. Mm. And then she had like a graphic t-shirt on. Her nails were painted black. And she just looked so cool that I tried to emulate Mm -hmm. that. So I had a denim skirt. I had the high socks that I bought. I had like pink converses. So it wasn't the same. I had a t-shirt that was like a graphic t-shirt that had like love spelled with like people doing Mm. like finger. Like Mm -hmm. it was like cool. Um, It also had a tiny little cat in the corner too um, of one of the like the on like the e or something mm-hmm. anyway it was a really cool t-shirt and i went to my a family member's house before i was going to this party and a f- an extended family member turned around to me and said oh you're not wearing that are you oh god and i remember being so proud of my outfit yeah. and i was just not that i was like trying to be that person in the media but i was just like i felt so confident i was going to this party the whole time 
I was second guessing myself mm-hmm. and I was already not a confident person but the whole time I was and I remember saying to my mom like oh should I like go get changed my mom was like no you look fine yeah um why would I want to go change and I was like oh like just like and she was like don't pay any mind to that Ugh, that's a good mom but when I was going to see my counselor I remember telling her this thing because there was so many things that came out and it was like this was like well over 10 years ago yeah. like I don't know why I'm bringing this up and she was like, no, no, like, these are things that sometimes you just never told anybody. So then for, like, a whole session with her, she was like, what would 17-year-old Kirsty do? Yeah. What would 17-year-old do? And every so often I have to think, like, yeah, what the fuck would I do? Because yeah. I, like, didn't, as much as, like, that really hurt me, at the same time, I also would wear whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. I would be out there wearing, like, purple jeans, with like whatever the fuck I wanted I like loved I was always looking at magazines always just like wanting to do different things and not be the same as anybody else but internally I was always judging myself and being like well you're not like everybody else and like why are you doing that um (sighs) it's very hard and now like as an adult it's so hard not to like let that consume you all the time yeah and like comparing yourself on the media yeah yeah Anyway, I really like that quote. <laughs> Honestly, like, and I, I'm very lucky that I... Oh. Sorry, I just confused those things. But, like, this quote would also work. Yeah, oh, for, for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, I'm very lucky that I, I... But your friend was right. Like, we, you never know what somebody is going through. So, like, why no. would you say something like that when it could potentially... When it could potentially hurt someone's feelings? And, like, I'm, I'm so lucky that that... I don't have any problems eating like and I've no. never had an eating disorder. I've seen you eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never had an eating disorder and I'm so lucky that I am relatively confident enough in my body that I yeah. You know, I've never had issues like that and I've never like felt But even at this the same time like I've seen myself on like more than one occasion where I have to remind myself Maybe that person's not as hungry as you are in this moment. Yeah. Maybe that person ate something f- f- more filling today. Yeah. So when you're out for dinner, yeah, I had breakfast, like a breakfasty lunch, but now I'm going out for dinner. Maybe they had breakfast, lunch, and now they're going out for dinner. So they're not going to eat their whole thing. They're going to take most of it home with them. Whereas you're demolishing the entire plate. Don't judge yourself on well, that. And just live, and it's like, so hard. Let people live like, their lives. Like, just let, like, yeah. you worry about your own plate. And don't worry about what's on somebody else's. Mm-hmm. I think we are so conditioned to think mm. about what other people are thinking all the time. That it is hard, yeah. but you need that just like that second thought of being like, why am I caring yeah. about that yeah. right now? Um, yeah. And like, yeah. it's, it's, it's like you said, I do work in the fashion industry and I find a lot of the time people like it's older women usually and like they'll say stuff to me like sometimes if they're like looking for another size and we don't have it Mm -hmm. they'll say things to me like oh we're we can't all be skinny like you or something like that something to that effect and it's like it it shouldn't bother me because it's supposed to be a quote-unquote compliment but it bothers me because why do you get to comment on my body when if I did the same thing to you it would be like I would get fired you know it's it's just such a double standard and i just think we should all be lifting each other up instead of tearing each other down like and you know to be fair it is a lot of older women i I don't find a lot of younger women or women our age will do that Mm -hmm. to me but 
you know, it's, it's learned behavior. Like if your mom does it, or if someone in your family does it, then that's, that's all you know, right? Yeah. So I especially love this part because we have, we've, we've had this discussion before as friends and I just, I don't want you to feel like this and because you're my friend and I love you and I don't ever want you to feel like this. And I know that it's hard. Everybody feels like this, but I just want you to feel like the way it made me feel. (laughs) So this, this particular chapter, I just want you to read, even if you don't read the whole book, I just want you to read this chapter. Okay. Okay, so uh, the the last little bit of this quote here. Um, Hopefully, as you get older, you start to learn how to live with your demon. It's hard at first. Some people give their demon so much room that there is no space in their head or bed for love. They feed their demon and it gets really strong and then it makes them stay in abusive relationships or starve their beautiful bodies. But sometimes you get a little older and get a little bored of the demon. Through good therapy and friends and self-love, you can practice treating the demon like a hacky, annoying cousin. Maybe a day even comes when you're getting dressed for a fancy event and it whispers, you aren't pretty, and you go, I know, I know, now let me find my earrings. Sometimes you say, demon, I promise you I will let you remind me of my ugliness, but right now I am having hot sex, so I will check in later. Other times I will take a more direct approach. When the demon starts to slither my way and say bad shit about me, I turn around and say, hey, cool it. Amy is my friend. Don't talk about her like that. Stick up, sticking up for ourselves in the same way we would one of our friends is a hard but satisfying thing to do. Sometimes it works. Even demons got to sleep. <sighs> I just love that chap. That whole chapter is so good. What? I don't know if you can tell. I'm very hard trying not to cry. Oh, oh there we go. It's happening. <laughs> oh, crazy. There we go. That's the first time we cried on the podcast. It was going to happen something. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry. No, it's so true, though. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Well, wherever we thought this podcast, this episode was going to go, this is not where I thought it was going to go. I thought uh, it would be me. That's a very nice quote. Yeah. Well, you looked like you were about to cry before you started reading. That's true. I, I wasn't going to point it out. <laughs> then when you started reading, I could like feel it's true that's that's why i i was looking down and i could feel my <laughs> eyes like filling and i was like i gotta look up because they're just gonna start spilling um, it's just like i held it in a little longer that's just what i want to tell all my friends because i yeah hate that anybody would have to feel that way and i just want to tell all my friends that i love them just the way that they are and i don't think they should listen to their demon and you know what you should think if when that demon comes around you should have a little pretend badass Nikki who's coming to fight him like this. Yep. 100% like yeah. that. <laughs> so anyway, I just really like that quote. And I think that like, that's the part that I feel like maybe that's the, the one chapter that resonated so much with me. And that's the, the part that I cried at. There's yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to hurry this along. The, I, this one is just really um, pertinent to the last week. Um, so she get like I said, her mom gives like a list. Both of her parents give a list of like life lessons. There's some really great ones. Um, I won't read them all. I was going to read them all, but I think I'm running out of time. Um, oh, it's okay. <laughs> Ma- That's what editing's for, right? Make sure he's grateful to be with you. Yes. Your boobs won't be as big as mine, but you will be happy about that as you get older. I, I, it took a long time for me to get that one because I got small titties and I really hated that about myself, but now I'm really happy that I have small titties. I have a question about that actually. Yeah. Do you get, like, ridiculous boob sweat? No. Never. Oh. Oh. 
my god. Sometimes like, I don't have I don't have big boobs. Like I don't think that they're like super big. Like, I don't know. I saw your wedding all. dress, girl. Yeah, okay. you got a good <laughs> rack. <laughs> and hot damn, some days I'm like it's like a swimming pool. Like sometimes if it's like really hot, but I'm not gonna get into the specific shape yeah, of my okay. boobs, but. <laughs> Like, I just, I, because they're small, they just point out. Anyway. Okay. Never not, mind. Yeah. Sorry. That was like a way too personal question. No, no. It's all I good. was just very curious because it's been a long time since, like, I didn't have boob sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the pill. I had small oh. titties until I went on the pill. And then that oh, really? that. Yeah. I mean, I got, my boobs got a bit bigger when I went on the pill. But, like, I mean, a bit bigger was, like, I went up to, like, a B cup instead of an A cup. Um, always have a messy purse. Guilt works. You are the smartest and best. Be nice to your brother. Be a light sleeper. And every time your kid wakes you up, scream like you're being attacked. There's some really great ones in here. But <laughs> the vet, the one that I thought that was the most pertinent to this week was follow sports and leave the room if you're a jinx. <laughs> yes. So oh, I was God. like, fuck, maybe I should be leaving the room because like I just started following sports basically within the last couple of years and I'm like, maybe I'm the jinx. No. Okay. So this is I I'm pretty sure my brother does not listen, which what the hell. Um <laughs> yeah, Ross jeez. But for the longest time, we would go see the Halifax Mooseheads play. Mm. And Ross was a jinx. <laughs> Every time he went to the game, they would never win. Oh. And it got did to the he win? Did they win when he wasn't there? Yeah. Oh. Mm. And every single time he went. So it got to the point where he had to, like, stop going. Like, he's now gone to games and they've won since and stuff. But I remember being at a game with him and they were up or down, like, 5 nothing or something. And we laughed. That wasn't the final score. I think they still had, like, a like most of a period to go. But we just straight up laughed. Um and did they yeah. end up winning? Did they end up coming back after you No, left? they did not oh. come back. <laughs> okay. But like um I was like that scored... means he would be a jinx for sure. I think they might have scored like one goal, but like mm. we there's been like it was consistently over like a certain period of time whenever he would go to a game. So yeah, he started to believe he was a jinx. And then <laughs> it was like if he ever watched the game, he, they would like start losing. So for for a consistent amount of time, he would just like not like he wanted to be watching them and like going to games and stuff like that but he would like deny himself the joy <laughs> because he was convinced he was a James. Um it was like comic like it was so funny like it was comical because it was just like ridiculous how it just like meshed together like every single time. Um sports they man just, like, they'll lose. fuck you up. It was so funny. Now I'm pretty sure he's fine. The jinx is lifted. <laughs> okay. But cuz we yeah. were watching the Leafs games with him every day. So oh, if Joseph in- thought it was Ross. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. So in conclusion, I fucking love this book. I recommend it to almost everybody. It's probably my favorite book of all time, and I'm so thankful that I got to reread it because you know I feel like it's so hard to reread books sometimes because it's like there's always so many new books that you need to read. So sometimes it's hard to go back to a book that you know you really loved and reread it. So I'm. I'm glad that I had the opportunity Um, because it did. It brought me a lot of joy when I first read it and it brings me still a lot of joy today. So yeah. Five stars. I didn't actually look to see what it rated on Goodreads, but I'll pull it up right now. Great. Yes, please. Here we go. Uh, 3.84. Oh, that seems low. 
Yeah, but it's nearly four stars. When you look at the stars, it looks like it's four stars. Okay. And that's well, on I nearly half a million ratings on it. So mm, That's a lot of ratings. Yep. <sighs> Yay! Okay. There you go. I'm done. I'm done making you cry now. Yeah. So, <laughs> actually, just because I'm looking at Goodreads, um, so shout out to my friend Alan and his wife, Margaret. So, Alan messaged me after our last episode was released saying like i'm so glad you just left in the fact that you like (laughs) couldn't speak and like he's like that's hilarious like i think it's funny too because like it shows that we are human we're not like robots doing this like i had a complete meltdown and i do i struggle reading the back of a book out loud and i i don't understand why this is not the first time (laughs) i've done it yeah and like lost it, like reading it. Anyway, um, so you can see when like friend activity on Goodreads. Yeah. Margaret read yes please. Yay. Last year. So yay. And um, Alan told me Margaret's going through a different approach. She's actually refusing to listen to an episode until she's read the books. Wow. And I did notice from her Goodreads, I was like, oh cool, she she's reading them. Um, but I was like, oh okay. And Alan was like, yeah, no. Um. <laughs> Aww. he's like listening along so i was like oh she doesn't have to do that and he's like no like she that's what she's doing that, to be so fair like, all right if i was like a listener to this podcast i'd probably do the same thing but yeah i also listen to a movie podcast where they talk about movies and i saw what you did we've we've talked about it before um mm-hmm. i never watched the movies but i know i know i want to start watching them not before the episodes but like i just want to watch the movies that they've done because now having heard about them there's a lot that i want to that I want to watch. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yay. So, my book. Oh, wait. I have another. I have have an Evan nugget that pertains to this. Um, Evan was like, when Kirstie gets through the book, the back of a book without messing up, you should have like a sound effect. (laughs) And I was like, yes, it's such a great idea. So, Jordan, can you get a setup with a sound bar or something so that I can have like a pew, pew, pew sound effect i'm gonna nail it this time okay this is it okay i'm not gonna read it right this second but oh, okay. um <laughs> so i the first book that my significant other joseph gave to me was the sun also rises by ernest hemingway so ernest hemingway is one of his favorite authors um yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> um sorry that came across really snarky um <laughs> So, Joseph gave this to me um, the first birthday of mine that we had once we were dating. He gave this to me. He set it up so nicely. He, like, set up my gift in my bedroom. And he had, like, the book laid out. And then he also bought me... For a while, Chapters had these, like, little, like, wooden, like, disc things that you could put, like, your teaspoon on. And there was, like, a a teacup. And then you would have, like, the tea bag strainer thing. Mm-hmm. so he bought me like this little set and it's really cute because actually one of like the things he like calls as much as he calls me my dear he also says my lovely as well and it actually says on the mug hello lovely on it Aww. so it was super sweet because that was like one of the first things like nicknamey kind of things he ever called me mm-hmm. so he put a lot of thought into the gift and he wanted to buy me a book by his favorite author this isn't his favorite book though i think it's Farewell to Arms is his favorite Hemingway book, but um, he wanted to buy it for me because this is Hemingway's first novel, but also his most like famous, 
famous and praised novel so yeah. he wanted to buy it for me so I would read it and let me know what I thought about it um <laughs> well <laughs> so and actually the book I have you can like Nikki can see it's well worn yeah like it's all crumpled along the edge we'll put like a picture on the our Instagram of it and it looks like a library book yeah I've this book has been around the block with me because I've had it for what now uh six years Hmm. yeah just past six years and like it's not a big book yeah it's like fairly big font and it's what is the total number of pages here 250 it's like not not bad not a bad size of a book um and I started listening to the audiobook because I was like well I gotta I gotta read this thing Mm -hmm. so inside the book I have a train ticket for when so I obviously took this book with me when we went on a trip so I have a train ticket for like the first time we went to Scotland together um when we went from Glasgow up to Loch Lomond so it's the Mm. ticket from Glasgow Central or Queen Street to Balloch so (laughs) it's kind of funny like the train ticket is still sitting in the book yeah and it's saying a page 110 (laughs) well you were almost there you were like halfway there I was like nearly halfway and you know like there's a great sense of accomplishment that comes from finishing a book and I think that if you've had a book for a very long time that you should try and finish it I've not finished this damn book um (laughs) I'm still gonna talk about it because I know a lot of the themes it's talking about and I'll talk about what I know so far and I feel really bad that I haven't finished it but holy shit like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (sighs) Hemingway what Mm. he just his sentences are so long that I, like, forget what he's describing. Like, okay, so let's see if I can find a really long sentence here. Okay, so this is just me picking out a random... See, and then this is where I've stuck a sticky note in of, like, dates for my work. So clearly I've picked this up while I've been here and working in the office that I'm currently working in. Because these are, like, dates for meetings stuck on a sticky note inside the book. Oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> weird so chapter one starts robert cohen was once a middleweight boxing champion of princeton do not think that i am very much impressed by that as a boxing title but it meant a lot to cohen now then so that's two fairly smallish sentences Hmm. he cared nothing for boxing in fact he disliked it but he learned it painfully and thoroughly to counteract the feeling of inferiority and shyness he had felt on being treated as a Jew at Princeton. Like, what? And then (laughs) there was a certain inner comfort in knowing he could knock down anybody who was snooty to him, although being very shy and a thoroughly nice boy, he never fought except in the gym. It's just like, I'm running out of breath. Like, (laughs) it's just not my favorite, like, way that prose flows. And I think that's where I struggle. So... I'll read the back of the book and then I'll move on to the audiobook because I have thoughts on that. Okay. <laughs> and also, I do have to correct myself. A couple um, episodes ago when we were talking about um, like the lost generation. Mm. So I thought like, and I, it kind of ties in, but I thought the definition of lost generation was like those who like fell during the first world war. And that's why there was like a generation. That's like the definition that I kind of gave in the podcast. Mm-hmm. so apparently that's not what the lost generation describes the lost oh. generation describes a lot of the people who are like expats living in europe so like expats from britain or from america who were living in europe kind of like living the lifestyle that like hemingway and um, f scott Fitzgerald and stuff lived 
currently like those people are considered the lost generation but i still feel that that kind of figures into what i was talking about because they grew up like that their kind of like rise in like notoriety and stuff was during that generation where there was that skip in generation Mm-hmm. Because Hemingway served in the First World War, so mm-hmm. and so did some of those other like people. So like they had a lot of trauma from that, and that mm-hmm. like came forward with them. So like I feel like my definition was not that inaccurate, but I like it just your definition. mentions it here. <laughs> okay, the quintessential novel of the Lost Generation. Oh, okay. The there Sun Also Rises is one of Ernest Hemingway's masterpieces and a classic example of his spare but powerful writing style. A poignant look at the disillusionment and angst of the post-World War I generation. The novel introduces two of Hemingway's most unforgettable characters, Jake Barnes and Lady Brett Ashley. The story follows the flamboyant Brett and the hapless Jake as they journey from the wild nightlife of 1920s Paris to the brutal bullfighting rings of Spain with the motley crew of expatriates. It is an age of moral bankruptcy, spiritual disillusion, unrealized love, and vanishing illusions. First published in 1926, The Sun Also Rises helped to establish Hemingway as one of the greatest writers of the 20th century. And then it gives a little like description of Hemingway. Born in Oak Park, Illinois in 1899, Ernest Hemingway served in the Red Cross during World War I as an ambulance driver and was severely wounded in Italy. He moved to Paris in 1921 devoted himself to writing fiction and soon became part of the expatriate community along with Gertrude Stein, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Ezra Pound and Ford Maddox Ford. He revolutionized American writing with his short declarative sentences. Short? Sorry. (laughs) Um, Declarative sentences and terse prose. He was awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1954 and his classic novella, The Old Man and the Sea, won the Pulitzer Prize in 1953. Known for his larger-than-life personality and his passion for bullfighting, fishing, and big-game hunting, he died in Ketchum, Idaho on July 2nd, 1961. Not a fan of the bullfighting or yeah. the big-game hunting, no. but... Before I get okay. to the audiobook, I was doing a bit of research about mm-hmm. the book today because I was like, well, I may not have finished it, but I probably should know a little bit more about the book. So the book is based on actual trips he took to that region for the bullfighting Mm. um to like pamplona and stuff actual trips that he took and it's very closely like he is essentially who he like emulates as jake barnes and in earlier versions of the book when he was writing like the first drafts and stuff um jake barnes was called hem (laughs) and lady brett was called duff and duff was this like I think English aristocratic lady who essentially is like who Lady Brett is and he was like there with his wife and stuff and just like it's basically and like how there was like four guys who were in love with Brett and that's essentially well with Duff but it's essentially what happens and then there's like um characters in the novel who end up fighting each other and in real life Hemingway had like a punch-up with one of his friends who was on the trip like somebody else had a punch-up with somebody else it was just like this is nuts because Mm. after reading most of this book like this the description of like the background of it I was like this is just his real life yeah just like embellished slightly yeah and (laughs) yeah maybe that's why it's boring and like I do understand where like well and it's not boring it's just I find it difficult to 
it's not the like the flow of the sentences is just not something I'm very familiar with and mm. I just it's not the kind of style I like reading yeah and I have to say as much as I'm like he has long-winded sentences some of his sentences are really short so I feel like there's no like in between yeah they're either really short or they're really long and yeah. I don't like the really long ones and like I'm a fan of a comma here and there but like <laughs> not all over the damn place like um just like put a period like put a full stop like stop the sentence and start anew like yeah it's just it's i i feel like it's hard to like wrap your head around or like what am i trying to say here like intake the information yeah when it's and that's like why it was taking me so long so like i actually enjoyed to start off with um so I couldn't find this on Libby. I couldn't find it. Actually, I only got the Audible subscription the other week for something else um, because I couldn't find the other book. So I was like, you know what? Let's see if Google Books has it and I'll just buy the book um, as the audiobook so I can go around doing whatever I need to do and I can listen to the book. And then when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, that's an unusual name. So that has to be that person, right? So it was Michael Gandolfini who is James Gandolfini, who is the head guy in Sopranos, mm-hmm. Tony Soprano. It's mm-hmm. his son. Who reads the book? Life, Sorry? Who reads the book. And okay. he also, so recently there was the movie The Many Saints of Newark that came yeah. out, yeah. where it's Tony Soprano's early life. Well, Michael Gandolfini plays Tony Soprano in that. So he's like playing the younger version of his dad's role. Hmm. Is this making any sense? Yeah. Okay, you're following. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> So that's interesting. When I was looking, I was like, well, that's an unusual name. I presume that's him. So I looked in um, and Michael Gandolfini is James Gandolfini's son. So I was like, all right, cool. Interesting. Why would they choose him? I don't know. Maybe he just like auditioned for it or something. I don't know. Um, So this is where I have severe thoughts. (laughs) So and I'm not offending anybody who has Italian heritage here. Oh, just putting that out there. Tread carefully. (laughs) Read carefully okay so i was like starting to like enjoy the book because the book is like from jake barnes who it's like mainly from his perspective it's Mm. not written it's just he he like writes as like some of his thoughts and stuff down as like it's from his anyway so that's an american accent so michael gandolfini grew up in like the new yorkish area of Mm -hmm. like italian new york american accent so like the definition of that (laughs) so when he's reading as like jake barnes that's fine there's another guy who comes in who's like i presume meant to be texan um (laughs) whose name is bill gorton Oh boy. And that's fine. The accent in that is not the best, but it's not the worst. Lady Brett is from England. She's like aristocracy. That's interesting to hear him do that voice. Oh, so this is please don't tell la- me he does like an accent and like a woman voice. Oh yeah. Oh god, no. So no. And this is where we had this debate last time, where we were like, would we just like it for them to read it, like just as it is? And I think the audiobook would have been stellar if he had just read it Mm -hmm. just like didn't give accents or anything like that but i understand he's an aspiring actor too he wants to test all these waters out (sighs) sweet jesus there's a scott oh no (laughs) and it's horrific oh no so no we have we have kept what this episode is as a secret from our husbands for like weeks now yeah we've like talked about it and then last week we we're like ho 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 they don't know what we're doing there's a yeah. surprise i had to spill the beans um because <laughs> i was losing my goddamn mind 
it was not okay. At one point, I was like, Joseph, guess what accent he's trying to do. Because then he was like, are you listening to the sun also? And I was like, yes, yes. Let's move past that very quickly. Listen to what he's saying. What does it sound like? And he was like, first one he said was Northern Irish. And I was like, no. Second one he said was Spanish. (laughs) Never in my life. Like, I can understand Northern Irish. That's relatively close geographically. Yeah. Spanish? No. Nah. Nah, mate. (laughs) Not at all. not at all and i do understand maybe some listeners who are listening and they're like but kirsty you sound weird i'm like yeah because at times i sound like i have a scottish accent other times i don't and sometimes people hear it sometimes people don't that's fine i'm slowly learning to live with this fact (sighs) but this was hard to listen to oh no and yeah and also Another pinpoint. If we're going to point out the fact that, like, if you're going to stereotype things, and I'm not I'm not trying to stereotype James Gandalf or Michael Gandolfini here, but, like, <laughs> if you're going to do accents, do them well. If not, yeah. just stick to your lane on, mm-hmm. like, what you're good at. Yep. Yes. And I, I'm totally fine with that. And if you want to branch out, that's fine. But, like... Ugh. Like, Ugh. but even when you're an actor, like, they make you go to... Vocal coaches and stuff. Yeah. Which, the other day, we were watching, um, or we were just flicking through Netflix trying to find something to watch, and the movie version of One Day came on with... <gasps> did you okay. Do you like it? Yeah. Do you like the movie? Love the movie. That, okay. Okay. I want to do that book at some point. That is the book that I think I own in my apartment that I've had for the longest. I think that I'm still mad at you. For did I make you read that? Yeah, you did, oh, and I was oh so fucking mad at the end. That I like the first book that I recommended to you, and I made it. Yeah, I got up. I was like laying in bed reading. I got up. I fucking went to Evan. I was like fist balled, and I was like, Evan's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "I'm so fucking mad at Kirsty making me read this book that breaks my fucking heart. I hate it." Yeah. But then I did buy after I read that. I bought like one of his other books. I'm sure it'll be just mm-hmm. as heartbreaking. But anyway, so you've science. never seen the movie. I've never seen the movie. So anyway, we were okay. scrolling through it, and I was like, "Oh no, Anne Hathaway is doing a British accent." Like I didn't listen to it mm-hmm. too much. She's to not see- just doing a British accent. She's doing a Yorkshire accent. Is it bad? It's actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I d- I only listened to a bit, but I was like, "Oh no, I don't." Maybe think somebody I- from Yorkshire would say differently, but for me, I think it's pretty good. Okay. And well, this is also was... saying one of my friends who lives in Scotland is from Yorkshire. So maybe she'd have a different take on it. But like, for me, I think it's a pretty good accent. Okay. Well, I was like, I'm not sure if I can get past that. Also, I'm not sure if I can even watch the movie ever because I'm so mad at the way oh, it ended. We are and now if... totally streaming this on like a Saturday night together. Oh, okay, fine. But It's like, very, very sweet. We have to get super drunk. <laughs> we'll see. And um, we have to watch, make sure we watch something happy after because like I fucking oh, yeah. can't. Anyway, sidebar clock. Yeah. Go ahead. Actually, that might be the one book in my apartment that's more battered than this one is <laughs> One Day. And it's not, the copy that I have now is not even my original copy. Hmm. Um, my original copy um, I gave to a friend and then never saw it again. Oh no. But I did also move during that time too. So like, uh, Yeah, um, but I would have, I would have been like, I'm moving. So I need my book back. Yeah, it's okay. I forgive them for it. Okay. So anyway, yes. It, it's probably one of the worst Scottish accents I've ever heard. And and I understand some people just can't nail it. But like at other times, I remember listening to a point in the dialogue. I could tell who the people were based on the dialogue. 
but he was just doing the like Texan southern accent the whole time back and forth and I was like the second Mm. buddy isn't meant to have that accent so I really just don't think I they either rushed him to do this in like Mm. a very short space of time I don't know what it was but and I'm really sorry because he's very early in his career and I don't want to slate the guy but like this was not his best work um that's fair (laughs) yes so that also put a little bit of a hamper on me finishing it but i looked up where i would be in relation to like um the books so i made a kind of foolish mistake and i decided that it would be better for me to just start the audiobook from the beginning Mm. which was kind of a dumb move because i've started this book so many times that i Mm -hmm. really know the first like three chapters very well yeah so that was kind of an idiotic move on my part so (laughs) I am, I'm pleased to report, at 124 pages. <laughs> if you look at it compared to the books. I'm not that much further ahead. I thought it was way further than that now that I'm thinking about it. But, oh god, that makes it seem so bad. <laughs> and I really, really did try to finish it for this episode. And you know what? It got to a point yesterday and I was like, it's not going to happen. And you know what? Not everything in life goes breezily at times. No. And sometimes yeah. other things happen in your life. And this book maybe will always just be an enigma for me. And, you know, that might be fine. Mm-hmm. Someday I hope to finish it. And that's always a good goal to have. And you know what? We were, I was like, we got to do this as an episode. It will give me, Joseph's going to be blown out the fucking park. Because yeah. I finished reading this book. But you know what? <laughs> no. I'm sorry, my dear. Um, I love you. But um, sweet Jesus. Um, <laughs> That's another thing that I should get put on a hat. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good cursy hat. Yeah. Um, sorry, context there. I say absolutely not a lot. And now I have a hat that's going to be mailed to me that says absolutely not on it. And I'm so excited to wear it. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. But so as much as I said, this is based on pretty much Hemingway's actual life um, and like the goings on. There are some like nuggets of gold in this book. So I can understand where people do praise on it but at the same time Hemingway himself was a shit Mm -hmm. he cheated on his wives he was an addict because he was an alcoholic I'm pretty sure like um but during that time people just weren't given the help to deal with that yeah um I'm pretty sure he probably had PTSD from when he was an ambulance driver and just like a combination of all those things like growing up in that time like probably does not like foster the greatest kind of people coming out with that time yeah and he was a genius in many of his ways but i yeah i do think that we do need to take his work with a pinch of salt like we need to recognize and not give people excuses for oh it was during that time and stuff it's like yeah but like there were also good people during that time too that weren't yeah so like yeah sorry joseph i know he's like one of your favorite authors but (laughs) Have you read any, like, of his other books? No. Okay. I have, like, of that era, I've read The Great Gatsby, mm-hmm. but it was for school. So yeah. I don't really know if I consider that me, like, reading it because that was, like, a forced read. Yeah, you know, I didn't read The Great Gatsby for school, but I did read it because it was I was going through that phase where it was like, this is an important book, you should read it because you should mm-hmm. be cultured. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand what the big deal is, but, like... And I was like, he's just kind of an asshole. Like, everybody in this story is kind of an asshole. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of like in this book, too. There's a lot of people who are assholes. So I did have to laugh. There is somebody who wrote a review <laughs> okay. in the style of Hemingway. 
Okay. They gave a one-star review in Goodreads. And I'll oh. just read the first little bit. Okay. Because it's, it's so funny. I was sitting on the patio of a bar in Key West, Florida. It was August. It was hot. The bar was on the beach where there was lots of sand and water. In the water, I saw dolphins and waves. The dolphins jumped and the waves waved. (laughs) It's a full-blown, like... uh, Yeah, if that's what it's like, I don't know if I can read it. It's so funny. Like, she ends up, like, talking to Ernest Hemingway. um, (laughs) It's so funny. I legit, like... I didn't even read the whole thing, so I was like, this is so funny. It was written in, like, 2011, but it's clearly rated so high it's the top um like rating that bumps always to the top like mm. oh, oh yeah. it's so funny but there are like small like i said small little nuggets that if you just like think of that it's like a really like little wise thing to say so i am going to share some of them who wrote the review just so that we can give them a shout out oh um somebody called stephanie f your feelings <laughs> so <laughs> i like her <laughs> Her shelves that she put it on is Classics, Yawn, 2013, Lots of Drinking. Um, (laughs) Oh my god, I like her. Let's be friends. (laughs) Yeah. So, this is just, like, such a nice little quote in, like, the sense of, like, yeah, you can't run from your problems. And it's literally, you can't get away from yourself by moving one place to another. Mm. Love it. Mm -hmm. Here for that. Yeah. Um... I can't stand to think my life is going so fast and I'm not really living it again. Oh, all the time. I'm like, how am I 29 already? And then when I'm like, oh, my cousin, she's 19. I'm like, how you are are a fetus. Like (laughs) you don't know how to walk. You don't, you shouldn't be drinking. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The little kids, like my, my cousin is graduating this year and I'm just like, what? She's in university, and I, like, can't. She's, like, in her second year of university, too. Like When me and Evan met, he was, like, four. No, I guess he would have been, like, oh my eight. God. Time goes too fast. Time is a thief. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but then there's also some, like, little funny quotes that I was just, like, scrolling to, and I was like, these are funny. How did you go bankrupt? Two ways. Gradually, then suddenly. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And everyone behaves badly given the chance. Like some of these are just so funny. And yeah. like, uh um and I can know I even know the character that this is that's saying this. It's Brett and she's saying, Oh darling, I've been so miserable. And I can just like hear it in Michael Gandolfini's voice, like, <laughs> Oh darling, I've been so miserable. Like <laughs> oh, oh. that's yeah. unfortunate. It is so unfortunate. And, you know, but I did read it, like, the section that I did. I read it quicker than I've ever read the book. So I think it's just I, I'm potentially just, like, way more receptive for audio than I am for, like, visual. But, oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, now you know for next time to just start, like, a few chapters in. Maybe, yeah. maybe. And now I know roughly where I am. So I'll just, like, continue from this point onwards. And that's what I should have done to start with. But I was like, oh, I don't really remember where I left off. Yeah. Like, fair enough, I have the bookmark, but, like, sometimes I, like, the first bit I've got nailed down. <laughs> but I didn't really know where I should have started. And I probably would have had it done if I had started from that point, but oh yeah. well. Yeah. I also thought this quote was so good when, like, listen to it. It was like, I say that is wine. Brett held up her glass. We ought to toast something. 
Here's to royalty. This wine is too good for toast drinking, my dear. You don't want to mix emotions up with a wine like that. You'll lose the taste. <laughs> and I was like, that's so funny because Ooh, like that's me. We like if wine is really good, like you don't really like want to spoil it by any way. You want to just like enjoy it for the moment. But isn't like why most people like drink alcohol is to like not like because you're mixing the mo- emotions in with it, not to like forget because yeah. that's sometimes why you're drinking too. But you like bond with somebody over drinking a glass of wine and you're sharing your emotions yeah. and things like that so it's kind of funny yeah. that they're like this wine's too good we can't embed it with the emotions <laughs> we just need to enjoy it well um, i don't know i don't really agree with yeah because like nova seven whenever i drink nova seven i always think of like emily and aaron and living in nova scotia and that was like our fancy wine and we had like two bottles when it was like my going away party mm-hmm. and like uh, yeah and all like I don't know. I have lots of wine that I like to drink, but it always kind of reminds me of fun times. I mean, oh yeah, and I definitely think that. But I think it's funny that the way that like that is described too, because like they're saying, "Oh no, we shouldn't do this," but that's like the more normal term of what you actually do when you drink. You are sharing yeah. your emotions all yeah. the time, so it's kind of funny that they're like, "Oh, this wine is too good. Um, yeah. We need to not speak about our emotions." Um, <laughs> I just think it's very funny. That's true. You should just be drinking. Like, yeah, okay. I get what just enjoying saying. the moment and yeah. not like enjoying yeah. the moment but not having to like restrict not, yourself not overthinking in terms it. of your feelings yeah yeah but yeah so there is some things and they're probably not like the best little quotes so i can understand why in some senses people think this is like amazing and granted for the time it's probably it like was way more advanced in its thinking than anything mm-hmm. i don't want to give it that much credit though but like you know what i mean it was like <laughs> yeah. modern for the time yeah and the fact that like during that time like the idea of women going out and sleeping with like a lot of men especially when they were in like with within like high society it was like still scandalous but it was becoming more popular for women to be doing that um and like exploring their like sexual freedom and to see that then written in a book that was published like yeah. in 1926 like that's pretty incredible really mm-hmm. yeah i'm pretty sure which is hilarious because during the time that this was like on the go he split from his wife and it's dedicated to his wife and his son and i'm pretty sure when they divorced and stuff the profits from this went straight to his like fam like his wife and son i think it was more to his son though Mm. yeah which is kind of funny um yeah so as much as like there's part of me that's like we need to read classics and Mm -hmm. this would be like an american classic for sure oh read whatever the hell you want (laughs) like i think just the fact that people read is incredible and if there's something within literature that you love to consume just like there's so much you can just consume that like one genre if you like it, keep going for it. Um, I still think it's important occasionally to like maybe go outside the box and pick up something new. Like I think when I was like 16, I was like, I need to read Pride and Prejudice. And I did. Mm. Love it. One of my favorites. Do I read it very often? Nope. Do I struggle sometimes reading it? Yes. And when I read it the first time, I had to watch the movie to really understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. But there are these things in play, like to help you with these things, because sometimes it's just not written in a language that's that like we're used to now. Yeah, like because yeah. written and spoken language alter over time. So why do we think that we can all of a sudden just like read something at the drop of a hat because it's something that we should be reading? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and maybe then it's okay that you took it's 
taking you this long to read it because yeah. it's taking you this long to understand it and, and that's fine as yeah, you put in the effort and that's more yeah yeah you put in the effort and that's more than you can say for me yeah and I, you know what it's a relatively small one and i will eventually get through it as much as i'm like maybe this is my nemesis and i'll never get through it <laughs> i probably will someday but it's not some honking book like um oh, War what's his name Warm Peace or Moby Dick. Oh, God. Jesus. Joseph read Moby Dick. That's a huge book. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whale is hardly in it. So, like, <laughs> so what's why? the point? I think you get a, a, an extreme knowledge about sperm whales, though, for reading that book. Okay, well, that's great. If you're going to yeah. study sperm whales, good for you. Yeah. Good for you, not for me. Yeah. But even, like, on my bookshelf, I have Jane Eyre. I've opened Ugh. it a few times. I like and I've Jane never Eyre. read it. Like I had to, I had it. to read that one for school, and I actually ended up really enjoying it. Yeah, I have Wuthering Heights. Haven't read that one either, but it's on I my mean, list. I think there's a bookmark in there though, um, so I probably attempted it and <laughs> didn't get very far because it's very close to the front. I have some Virginia Woolf books too, and actually that was one of the ones I bought when we were on the island. One of the like the cute little ones. Oh yeah. Um, mm. this one is Miss Dalloway. Okay. But um. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I think I just bought it because I knew I wanted to read a book of hers at some point. But I think I, I have two more of hers. Have I finished any, any of them? Absolutely not. Um, but you know what? There's always goals. And you know yeah. what? I'm reading other things. Yeah. Um, I've not things always got the, the brain enjoying. capacity to deal with thinking about what was that they were describing? Like, yeah. I'm not understanding or like somebody... And I'm a very much a person who like has to visualize where things are like within a room. So if something actually like somebody then crosses a room or something, I'm like, but that makes no sense. So I need to understand that. And if the surroundings are being described weirdly, then that throws me for a loop. And it takes me ages sometimes to read sentences when I don't Mm -hmm. fully understand. It makes me sound like a real shit reader, but sometimes, like we said, the language is different. The language is different, so it's obviously going to be more challenging to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I definitely understand that. And, like, that's my main struggle with classics is that, like, I kind of have the thing where I have to read the same sentence, like, ten times Mm -hmm. in order to understand what's going on. And I just get frustrated and then I stop because... I just can't. Yeah, you feel very defeated yeah, over it. And I definitely I don't think that like books are meant to be there to like be enjoyed and consumed yeah. in like whatever form you want to do that. And just sometimes books aren't the books for you. So I appreciate and I love the like way that Joseph presented this book to me. Like this is something that I truly love and I want to share it with you. So I'm yeah. giving it to you as like a gift for your birthday. Now he definitely takes a different approach to buying me books. <laughs> like we both had like exchange lists at Christmas time and stuff for gifts. And like I have bought him books for like his PhD that I have mm. no idea what they're about. But yeah. he put it on his little list. So I'm like, sure. But then I've also deviated from that. Like I bought him Elton John's biography, mm-hmm. and he loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also bought him Thursday Murder Club. Mm. So I feel like I'm doing a good streak with him um, yeah. for buying mm-hmm. him because he reads a lot of like heavy like materials because he's doing his PhD. So I'm like, you need to branch out and read things more for fun. So I like constantly poke him and be like, you should read this. You should read that. Though I did tell him he had to read the no show 
but I was so eager to talk to somebody about it after I finished, I told him the entire plot. So <laughs> he oh, okay. says he has to wait now to read it. Um, so he kind of forgets stuff because I was just so keen. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever read. I'm trying, man. Yeah. I'm trying. I had a dinner to explain it to him because we were going to, we're going out to see something. I should save this for when it comes to actual okay. episode. Yeah. 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 yeah but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? I can't give a rating on this book so this is an episode of firsts didn't finish the book not giving a review and i cried <laughs> so <laughs> we're doing it we're doing it we're doing um, it <laughs> but you know what dip your toe into classics but don't if you reach one and it's not the one for you don't give up on them because there are some really good ones i will always say that like to me I think like Handmaid's Tale to me is an absolute classic of a book. It's maybe not been written that long ago, but it's one that I feel like everybody at some point should read. Mm -hmm. Same with Pride and Prejudice. Two very different books written at very different times, but both I think have such a great importance. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Also, is this the first book that we've done that's been by a male author? No. Truman Capote. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. That would we be don't have so very many. Like the second one. Yeah, we don't have very many, and you know what? Maybe we should branch out a bit, but at the same time, no. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I feel like if it naturally comes to that, like um, Thursday Murder Murder Club is written by a dude like Richard yeah. Osmond. If we naturally come upon them, that's fine. But also, um, we need to empower other women, and yeah, yeah, you're right. Why not? You're right our podcast what did we say last time it's our party it's our party yeah hopefully other people are still enjoying our party though yeah and we're <laughs> glad you're here with us partying yep. we um, were very excited the other day sorry that'll be the end of my book oh, okay because good job yeah i can't give any sort of rating so i far, like the honesty <laughs> it's like a middle of the road situation um yeah okay we were really excited the other day we now had somebody who listened from south america so we've pretty much hit like every continent Continent. except the poles but um well i don't know if we're gonna hit that yeah if you know anyone who's uh researching there or something let it like let them know ask them to give us a quick listen you know what just put it on and turn the sound down if you don't want to i I just really would like to see that little dot (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i guess that's it from us this week yeah um this is your last chance before we release the no show so two weeks from the day this releases we'll be releasing the read-along episode about the no show which so, is june 9th june 9th okay great thanks for being on top of that because i never am yeah so two weeks from today yeah we'll be releasing that episode so if you want to send in your thoughts feelings concerns questions uh feel free to do so we our email is dearbearbookclub at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at dearbearbookclub. We'd love to hear from you. For the read-along episodes, we do tend to spoil things. So this is also your warning. If you want to read the book, but you haven't re- finished reading it or haven't got a hold of it by that next episode, we do spoil things when it comes to the read-along episodes. So you can always skip and then get to the next episode after that. You just have to wait longer. But then that gives you more time to read the book. So yeah, it's not, exactly. it's like a win-win situation. Yeah. And you know, it's Beth O'Leary, so it's pretty easy to get through. Oh, God, yeah. she's so good. Yay! Okay. We did it. Oh, God, yeah. we did it. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. Bye.